Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Everyone and welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 382 for November 27th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one, Trevor. And I'm Kelly. And we're doing it on a Friday because uh, why not? What else are we doing? Sitting inside, not yeah. wearing masks inside <laughs> our houses. Are we social? Dis- does this qualify as social distancing? Mm-hmm. It's not distancing. the kind of virus you get over the internet, Kelly. Those viruses come from porn sites. <laughs> oh, yeah. A thousand well, kilometers right. between each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, no yeah. viruses. Some would say it's not enough distance, but I'm okay with it. Pretty far. I feel pretty safe. <laughs> I'm in the middle of you, too. Stuck right. in the middle with you. How many uh, cases in Alberta today, Adriel? I don't know. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> All of them. I, uh, do you have more cases than when you were in lockdown zone yes. code red? Yes. Right. We yeah. didn't have a code red back then, but we oh, have more now than we've ever had. Yeah. You guys are building in restrictions. Uh, Ontario had their biggest numbers today, record numbers, eighteen fifty-five. It was a good year. It's good. Yeah. Record yeah. red. No, it's good. Yeah. It's the most. Uh, why aren't we keeping track of the numbers that matter? Like how many people die? Who cares? Yeah. Like all oh, these so cases and no one guns. Not COVID. <laughs> Oh, man. COVID, yeah, it's COVID, affecting it's guns. I'm supposed to be going to the I AMA guess, yeah. Christmas match, and I can't. They canceled the match because of restrictions in Nova Scotia on sports. I, uh, then New Brunswick pulled out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the, the perfect time to talk about that is what we did in guns. And what we did yes. in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's good. It's more, we're going to change retailer. the name of that segment to what we didn't do in guns because COVID fucked us again. I'm <laughs> renaming it right now. The what we used uh, to be able to do in guns pre-fucking COVID. I still do stuff in guns. COVID's not the problem. The government's the problem. <laughs> I thought it was the Illuminati. No, man. It's They're like saying guns problem. are the problem. Guns are not no, the problem. The Illuminati. Uh, anyways, Calgary Shooting Center's got a Black Friday special going, going on right now, so go check them yeah. out. Trevor, yeah. what did you not do in guns this week? Well, um, I, I, I actually did kind of do something. I brought some ammo to um, an Ipsic shooter who I hadn't seen or shot with in quite a while. So we spent some time getting uh, caught up. So shout out to Mark. And that's really it. I sold some ammo and shot the shit with an old Ipsic friend. Sold ammo? Yeah. yeah what, what's that about? Like, Is why? it just like weird ammo you don't didn't need? No, no, it's ammo I could use for sure. Absolutely. Were you making massive use. profit on it because you bought when it was low and sold high? Mm, I helped a guy. All right. Uh, that's acceptable, I guess. You should have also helped yourself. Made a profit uh, on that. Got to get that yeah. sweet, sweet cheddar. I didn't lose any money. Okay. Fair. Fair. All right. That's it? You were supposed to go to some match? Well, not. yeah, man, uh, I was supposed to be, uh, not this weekend, but, uh, 
you know, last week I had applied for my ATT, which hasn't arrived yet, but whatever. Um, you know, the Christmas match, it was supposed to be December 6th. And uh, yeah, I know for for sure now that's not coming because, as I said, Nova Scotia canceled like sporting events and then New Brunswick pulled out of the bubble. So bubble did burst. Albert, did Alberta yeah. cancel also sporting events too? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Outdoor shooting ranges, still good to go. Okay. Yeah. We're a little bit more restricted, too. Nothing happening on those. So I might go to the ranges weekend, but. Okay, cool. Yeah, filthy. Anything else? No, man. That's good. Carry on. Kelly, what about you? So on Saturday, we went out to SFRC because it's. uh, Hey, I I hadn't been there for a month. I went through with COVID. I know. I'm blaming COVID. So I went to SFRC because one, uh, all the you know peeps that I hang out with were there. So went out, got some calendars. So the calendars from the CCFR Gunny Girl calendar. I picked up my portion of it. By the way, I have to talk to you guys. Do you guys want your calendars now, or do you want them signed by all the Gunny Girls? Oh, please signed. Okay, so you're not. Can I get some cell phone numbers too? Actually, while we're at it, because mm-hmm. I might have some new favorite crushes. I uh, think you will. Yeah, no, I know I do. Yeah, I actually you think you to. will. Mm. Anyways, so I will get those out to you on the eighth, because or sorry, the twelfth, because we have a couple of Gunny Girl calendar signings that are coming up. So December fifth is that select shooting supplies, and then also Girls Are North. Go there and get the. Ma- the majority of the Gunny Girls will be there on those dates. Uh, and then on the 12th, we're going to be at SFRC, and we're going to have a couple more of the Gunny Girls there. So I'm going to get everybody all together and get them all signed for you, and then I'll send them in to you. But I got them ready for you. So, Neat. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is also Saturday – or sorry, not Saturday. Mm. I didn't go to the range at all this week. I didn't even go out and do skeet shooting. Uh, Kelly wasn't able to go, and – that so, was the backup plan, yeah. Kelly. Sorry. That was That's backup. what we were going to do instead. We were going to go uh, skeet shooting, not trap, skeet, like you do, high house, low house, stuff like that. I've done it yeah, with yeah. Andy and his family and friends a couple of times out That's at fun. Fox Harbor. Yeah. And now I can't even do that. It's going to be hot tubs and cigars and scotch and skeet shooting. And now it's nothing. Now it's stay home. Are you getting, are you getting <laughs> go to the range. Oh, I'm not hangry. I'm angry i could go to the range but i bought a glorified soccer mom karen mobile with ridiculous tires that i don't want to take on a dirt road i made so many bad choices lately dirt road so it's not like it doesn't have like two feet of snow it's just dirt yeah i take my like sorry kelly i was no no go ahead you take your your van on two feet of snow correct it's all about tires i don't have Mm -hmm. good tires for this thing yet well, you know what? Why not? You live in freaking northern New Brunswick. Yep. I mean, I got, I got stay out of the wood tires. I just don't got go in the wood tires. I just got all but, seasons. Just like too. okay, all seasons. Yeah, yeah, Fine. yeah. I, and, yeah. Anyways, I didn't do anything really in guns other than setting up some things with like a calendar and and stuff like that. And going to SFRC. I'm going to take back some stuff to SFRC and exchange it because then they didn't give me the right stuff. So I'm going to go back on Saturday, get that done. But other than that, nothing. What about you, Adriel? Uh, I went hunting. You got, yeah, you did some stuff with that, eh? Yes, you did. Yeah. 
yeah, went hunting. Yeah. Uh, I saw some deer, and they were walking around the field, and, uh, and then one of them was taking a nap, and the other ones were like, hey, you going to come like hang out with us? And they were, he wasn't because he was just taking a nap there. <laughs> and uh you yeah. sleeping yeah there's a muley i was over there that was a nice me. muley too by the way yeah it was all right it was a good one i, I, I was actually four? watching uh is that a little kicker you got a little little kicker there kicker a little drop tying off the side what is that uh, oh no barrel of the rifle in the background okay no. yeah. yeah wow look at that rack yeah, I'm and doing I'm the like about the, deer. the perspective thing, or I'm like hanging back. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You should yeah. be on the. I think so. You should be the, the 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 rack should be skylined, and you should be to my right of the rack. I don't, I don't know what this body. picture screams to you, but professionalism is probably not one of them. Not one of the no. things. No, you're right. You kind of got your head up in the air. You look like one of the trailer park boys calling for Ricky or something. Sweet. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want. It was an odd one. So I, I shot him at Why? about 130. I went for heart lungs. I shot there. I got up to the deer. There is, and I went and it, so it dropped in 10 meters. It hunched up. Fell, it went, went, it went 10 meters, fell down. Uh, what caliber was this? Sorry, six five, six five Creedmoor. Okay, and did you shoot it from three yards again, like last time? 130. No, 130. 130. 130. So I went to uh, <laughs> I went to this to where I knew I hit it, and I saw a bunch of fur on the snow, and that's it, just a bunch of fur. No I walked over to where it was. I can see some blood on the mouth and some blood on the neck. I'm like, what the hell? I did not shoot this thing in the neck. I shot it broadside in the chest. I couldn't, but I, I combed through the fur, couldn't see anything. No blood at all on this thing. So I, I was, I don't know, kind of like, what's what's going on with this thing? Did I, I did I neck shot was it? Like, like, did yeah, I adjust my like, scope? Like, what what is going? Like, maybe I bought my scope and I neck shot this stupid thing. But uh, yeah, went back, hung it up skinned it and nope sure enough it's like no it went in and hit the lungs it just didn't bleed or anything it just yeah weird did a ton of damage on the inside like the lungs lungs were just shredded but uh uh very odd very odd so anyways got some deer my uh my oldest got his got his first deer which was uh, pretty magical uh we had these uh uh deer come up and uh were real close to 100 meters and i'm like they're gonna get closer and they didn't. They ducked into the bush behind us. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I just ruined his chance. Um, 30 minutes go by or something like that. I'm like, just stay quiet. They might still be near us. And they were. They were, they were like right behind us. And uh, uh, one of them popped out. And he was looking the wrong way. But this was like 10 meters. And I'm like, shoot him in the back, in the base of the neck. And then that one ducked away. And then another one came out, full broadside, looked right at us. I'm like, shoot him in the chest. <laughs> and he shot him in the neck, but what didn't didn't matter. He <laughs> no. came down right there. So yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was perfect though. Just came out full broadside and just looked right at us. Just <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> loud twelve year old <laughs> bringing the rifle to, to to bear kind of a thing. And yeah, anyways, it was uh, it was good. Uh, made a whole ton of uh, sausage and jerky and whatnot, and now I'm just waiting on the results of uh, to see if they got the deer Rona and uh, right, and then you can eat that, it. Yeah, yeah see That's if the food is edible or if I can if I just have to throw it out. But I have like why 100. not? 
why not wait until you get the deer rona results before you put the effort in to turn them process the meat part of, part of the whole like hunting experience with me and my buddies is like we're we're processing some meat so we're butchering we're smoking we're we got like three smokers rolling and well, just uh, drink like you just do that with your buddies i guess but now if it's got the rona then what is dog food do you throw it away like you throw it away you don't give it to the dog you don't uh, give it to your dog. i don't know i would give it to my dog i don't have a I, dog though so <clears throat> get the dog yeah, you don't mad give cow, it mad exactly dog disease. yeah but, <laughs> so do you butcher yourself or do you actually give it to a butcher no that's what I'm he's saying him and his boys do it. The, yeah we butcher the, then, the deer then yeah, yeah. Uh, it just seems like wasted effort if you turn around oh, and you can't eat it imagine i i i was thinking about it on the like imagine you paid a butcher to professionally mm-hmm. process your deer that's and then you found out it had the the deer rona that would be like that would be crushing because that's a pile of money to do that and it, it's gone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't do other that. Trevor, um, got breakfast sausage made with his deer. Mm-hmm. Damn good. Mm-hmm. Took it to a guy here that the sausages and he actually made moose pepper, or, uh, sorry, bear pepperoni for me once. I brought him some bear meat and he made pepperoni of it. But anyway, yeah. Um, I made some pepperoni. Yeah. But have you ever tried making breakfast sausage out of, uh, some deer? I good. made some, I, so I have some breakfast sausage stuff and I have some ground deer. So once this is all figured out, I'm no going to get some ground deer, some ground pork, mix that up, stuff some yep. sausage casings and make some breakfast sausage out of that stuff. Cause yeah, that, I agree. That's uh, yeah. any, anything you can do with, uh, with some spice and some salt and that kind of thing will mask yeah, out yeah. the, the gaminess of the deer and, and then everyone in my family will eat it. Right, and you do it for the for the not so prime cuts, right? Your rib meat, your neck meat, whatever's tough, and yeah, you grind that stuff up and sausage it. Yep, yep. I ground a lot of deer. I got like one of those like industrial grinders, and it was just feed that thing. It's got like a yeah. this for belt, deer belt fed motor, and it's and it's just <laughs> it's like real sketchy. Runs on so diesel. <laughs> Yeah. So how, uh, okay, I have a question for you. How much meat, weight-wise, did you actually do? And then also, did you know your oldest son? I don't want to say his name. Uh, did he actually help with processing as well? Uh, of course, he helped. Yeah, I no. made him. Made him help. Made yeah. him. Yeah. I made him. <laughs> <laughs> so how much? How much did all the meat? Like after dressing and everything, how much? Uh, well, like keep in mind, like I did my deer and my buddy's deer, and mm. uh, all like I got, I got the, two, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, most mostly it's there's a lot of drinking involved when it comes to the processing part. So it's like, well, which one was this one again? It's like, ah, yeah, yeah you just divide it all up. Goes, and it's done, but yeah, what flavor is this sausage? Like, ah, maybe it's pepperoni, maybe it's the other one. I don't know. And one of them we put like a whole crap ton of peppers in it's like well, if you get that one it's going to be spicy so tough luck so but regardless it's it's surprising how little meat there is on a deer especially if you like you shoot a deer mm-hmm. and you you field dress it by the time so you that you remove the guts then yep. you take out take off the hide in the head yep. and then you debone it that 150 pound deer is uh, about half gone Oh yeah, more than half gone. Yeah, there's uh, there's not that much uh, meat left over afterwards. And some but of have it, you like, ever picked up a seventy five pound box of meat? Like it still looks like a fair amount of meat, but it ain't no moose. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah. And like, if, if you go heart lungs, you end up with like a bunch of like bloodshot meat in the ribs. And if you get a, if you get a front leg in there somewhere that messes up that meat as well. Oh yeah. It's a shame to waste a shoulder. Yeah. And these guys are shooting their deer with the 300 wind mag. Like, Oh, you should have seen the hole on the other side. Oh man. There's not enough meat on a deer as it is. Why are you wasting it? Yeah. Yeah. So my other question to you is you guys are talking about all this, but I'm 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 wanting to know like the whole Rona Dirona. So did you process Dirona? Yeah. Did you process each deer separately so that if there is and question. You, I know, right? That's, like yeah, hello. That's a, that would be the smart thing to do. <laughs> no one's ever accused me of being smart. Remember the drinking thing, Kelly? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, you the see, whole day drinking and uh, I need to be there. I okay. I need to be there. Mm, good time. Yes, but not to manage things. Yeah, so we could actually make sure that the deer is not being cross contaminated, wasting. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like uh, you just drinks in and uh, you have a piece of deer liver in your yeah. mouth and no fucks to be given. It's <laughs> you'd be right in there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, so that was fun. Processed a bunch, smoked a bunch. Got like some new smokers going, which are like massive. So, yeah, like ones like this old metal fridge that has like a propane like barbecue burner in the bottom. Those are perfect. It does a lot, especially uh, if you're doing a, a lot. Bradleys. The nice thing with the Bradleys is like they're they're temperature controlled, whereas that other one is like I don't know. Like you just take a look and you try to make sure it's going right. Uh, a lot of ground stuff. My buddy got one of those. It's like a platter that's got like guides on it. And it's got like a long knife and you just put your meat on there and you just slice and slice and slice. And it makes real even cuts for jerky, mm. which is uh, really nice. Kind of like a beet slicer, but I don't know, more manual. Um, I didn't yeah. see any pictures of that though. I don't think I took any pictures of that. Are you sending me some? I don't know. I could if you want some pictures of like random random. I don't. I don't want pictures. I want actually be or. I understood, Kelly. Meat. Like meat. Well, I gotta. I gotta. Yeah, asshole. Put some jerky in the mail, man. I will put some jerky in the mail. I'll like. I'll freeze it and I'll put it in the mail along with. I gotta. I gotta send you some jerky. Yeah, it's dried. Uh, I like to keep my stuff like a little bit moist, like not like not uh, okay. not like steak, but still like still a little bit of moisture in there. Do me a favor yeah. though, Adriel. Only send me the Rona free jerky. Yeah, me too. Thank okay, you. So I'll, I'll, you'll, we'll have to wait and see. see so put in a silica pack, throw it in a baggie, throw it in the mail along freeze with it. my. I'm just gonna freeze it, throw it in a box. It'll be fine. Yep. All those pros, all those warehouses are cold. I think. I don't know. That's, 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 that's true. my I story open, and I'm sticking to it. I open up packages and, you know, the contents are always cold. They've been sitting in the car all day or the truck or the van or whatever all day and there's no heat there. And Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Uh, what else to do? Played with a flashlight. So, like, uh, Olight sent me, like, this big honking thing that, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. shoots, like, a kilometer. <laughs> no joke. This thing lights up like a tree, like trees from a kilometer away. Uh, and uh, so I monkeyed around with that. Do you know what the retail on those bad boys is? Two hundred bucks. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they're got expensive. Some, price to they it. Get, yeah. What do they run on? Uh, it's got plutonium built in. Uh, I thought they were eighteen six fifties, which were like the the style of batteries. So it's rechargeable. Go. You just plug it yes. in. Or what? Yeah, yeah, it's rechargeable. It's got like a 
One of these uh, USB cables USB, and just yeah, okay. plugs on there and starts I charging like up. I like those. It means you don't have to be very. It's magnetic, and it just yeah, yeah, kind of like the uh, Apple in the dark. Yeah, but yeah, it's pretty hot. And wow. uh, yeah, it goes really far. This would be handy if I was like night hunting because like night uh, hunting is called jacking, which is called poaching. Yes. Okay. In, in some areas, you can night hunt. Not in True. Alberta, you can you can you hunt can. at night in New Brunswick for raccoons with dogs or some such thing. It's in the yeah. it's in the regs. Yeah, and, okay. and I mean, in some of the U.S., you can like night hog hunt or coyote hunt or something like that. For that, yes. Um, yes. using using like a light that you can reach out to like four or five hundred meters and make a shot on a coyote, mm, mm, uh, that would be yeah. ideal. Or you can spot at least stuff that's way out there. Because my other lights are like uh, more of like a close range affair kind of a thing, but uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting. And then I got home, and uh, Black Friday happened, so I bought a whole pile of stuff. I think I mentioned the ammo I bought last time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I bought a bunch of ammo, some buckshot, yeah, 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 yeah. some uh, three hundred eight or six five. I can't even remember. It was Seiko ammo. It was uh, there's Seiko some, ammo. That's it. I got yeah. some extreme deal going on so I, I i bought in on that uh and then cabela's had their savage axis on sale and Did i bought super cheap two i got Are two, we of those. Yeah. You bought two of those what calibers like six five creedmoor and two two three yeah they're like 300 bucks right uh, 3.99 uh, but then there's like a hundred dollar rebate, rebate so it gets down yeah. to like 2.99 and it's like can can you show me a bolt action Two two three for two ninety nine. Nope. Nah. With the scope. Yep. With and the reputation. Of the yeah. scope. So I'm going to take that scope off and I'm going to yeah. whip it you into might. a dumpster. You might, but some kid who just got his pal who needs his first license, that that's all he needs if that's all he's going to do is like yeah. hunt big game from 100 yards. Yeah. What else I get? Uh, Maverick 88, because I haven't done a review of one of those <laughs> things and they're Walking. popular for, they're like a, they're super cheap, but Reliable yeah. shotgun, I guess. I don't know. I'll try it out. <laughs> I wonder how they hold up over time. <laughs> I'm not going to have it for too long enough to find out. No, it's going to be know, like a short-term review because I'm not. I'm not going to run like five thousand rounds through it or anything like yeah. that. Yes, Trevor needs a Red Bull. Uh, I do. Yeah, Russ. Russ says you need a Red Bull. You're tired. You know what you need? You need Death Wish coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my paper done. I did. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. I got some game cams. Cabela's had like a four pack of game cams for like 150 bucks. So I'm like, yes, I need lots of those wow. things. I paid yeah. that you, for my first one. You went uh, out on the Black Friday sales, didn't you? It was expensive. It was expensive. <laughs> yeah, but you you flip everything anyway. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It'll create content for the for the show and the channel, and then you'll flip it. And like, as a matter of fact, I'm yeah, quite is. interested in that 6.5. Just for just for fun. Yep, I'm gonna flip that. Everything gets flipped. It all it'll all oh, yeah, move eventually sure. because yeah. like, I don't I don't keep guns on hand. I, I keep my competition stuff, but most every and like my one or two like uh, hand me downs from my from my parents or grandparents or whatever. Uh, everything else moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was another thing I got. Wrong. I can't remember. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing. And no diseases named after him. So no, did all that I know of might yeah. take a year to develop, and then I'll get that. But uh, yeah, we'll find out. And then you were, uh, you were drinking. Did you eat anything? 
did you really did you snack? Let's let's I had a little I had a couple taste tests. I gotta taste okay. test some of that stuff. What is it? Is it any good? <laughs> gotta try it out. You yeah. know, well, one thing like with a lot of jerky packs, like they'll recommend like 15 pounds. I like making them to 20 because at 15 it's too salty. Like some people would use like less mix. I just like crank it up. Nah, give me 20 pounds instead of 15, like add 30% more to the to the recipe. Because mm. otherwise, way too salty. Some of that, some of that jerky that you make, if you make it too recipe, it's just inedible. Way too salty. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So like, yeah. But is it? Mm-hmm. Does <sighs> if you let it sit for a while, does it like tame out a little bit, and the salt is there for longevity, for like preserving it, or is it just what they think tastes good? Uh, never in it, terms right? of cure. So- <laughs> I say as like <laughs> tail goes by here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right. It doesn't last long enough. Like all my stuff stays in the freezer, the fridge, and then gets eaten. Okay. If it's if it's got enough salt in it, you can just put it in a ziploc and ship to Kelly. And It'll we'll be fine. That. It's just Once a little I, bit further down the road to Trevor. Yeah. Once I find out that it doesn't have the deer aids, I will mail it over <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the deer hiv. <laughs> the deer hiv. Yeah. 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 Uh, geez, I probably have more stuff going on right now. There's like lot, lots of pr- stuff going in and out of my place. I'll have some reviews up. I don't know. I'll talk about it when I get some stuff. Okay. Uh, I think that's everyone. Uh, let's see. Moving on. The uh, CCFR Gunny Girl calendar is out. Uh, go to firearmsrights.ca and you'll find it there and you can buy one. Yep, or you can come and see me at SF1st or on the 12th of December, or you can do it at uh, also Select Shooting Supplies and Bullseye North. You know what just occurred to me, Kelly? What? What? You've never been in the calendar, have you? Oh, stop. No, I haven't. Well, when's your turn? Uh, hello. We have like 50 people or 70 people that apply each. And like I, somebody asked me about it. I said, I'm, so? too old. I'm too old and fluffy to be in the calendar. <laughs> okay. Said. One, you're far from fluffy. <laughs> you're thought, all rip, ripped and lean and stuff. I'm getting there. And there's been older people than you in the calendar. No, there hasn't. Oh, yeah, there uh, has been. Yeah, right. no, there mm-hmm. has been. Yeah. So you're all at excuses. Where's the yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know what? I've been in, I'm in it every year because I put in the VP of women's programs at the beginning of it. So maybe I'll get a picture taken and throw it in there. There you go. And there. that way I can have my picture in it. But then I actually, there will be 13 other ladies as well. So. There. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But oh. no, I have never been in there. Uh, last last day hunting, they announced new restrictions, like no social gatherings. So uh, technically, I would have had to leave if I wasn't leaving already on that day. Because <laughs> oh. Al- Alberta, there's just no no social gatherings whatsoever anymore. What do you mean? Like of how many of, of any size? Of any size. Anywhere. Any. Uh, so outdoor. You- no outdoors. You can do ten. I think. Okay. You can go like... So uh, you had to leave where? Like you weren't allowed to be at like your parents' house? Correct. Because they weren't yeah. part of your... Yeah. They're See, not. that's where Moncton, St. All the major cities in the southern part of the province now are back in... Or, yeah, I guess back... In, well, they're in orange. And that means that uh, single household bubble, you're only allowed to go hang out at one other person's house. 
There's, it's getting weird. Like there's so much contradiction, right? Oh, so, don't even, no, stop, move on. Cause I will lose my shit. About the contradiction. <laughs> you you want to see a go button get smashed and a fur latte rant? Holy old Christ. We moved to yellow. And that means actually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we don't so. have colors in, in Alberta. There's no colors here. Yeah, I don't think there's colors like, in Nova Scotia either. New Brunswick has yellow, orange, red. What the fuck is that then? Yellow, red, orange, and red. Red is full on lockdown. Right. Schools are closed. You Businesses just said, are closed. We don't have any colors. That's colors. Red, yellow, orange. No, he said Nova Scotia doesn't have any colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Call yeah tits. Holy he's, he's not in Nova Scotia. Apparently, he's not it's going to Nova door. Scotia either. Yeah. Yeah. Rub it in. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're in fuchsia. Seen... They're in fuchsia mode. They're, they're, they've gone plaid. They've <laughs> <laughs> gone plaid. <laughs> if I went to Nova Scotia, plaid would be appropriate. Put it, Maybe if I yeah, yeah put a tartan true. on, they'll let me in. Nova Scotia plaid. <sighs> now, do what I, are we even talking about? Do you identify as a, you know, as a, as a blue noser? Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll identify as someone from Planet of the Apes. If I don't, you know, Jesus, I don't care. This is so stupid. Yeah. Upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Boogaloo? Alpha. Is the Boogaloo under upcoming events? Because if it's uh, not, let's schedule it. I haven't scheduled it, but uh, you can put okay. it in there. <laughs> Mark uh, your calendars, kids. <laughs> Get your Hawaiian shirts now at slamfireradio.com. Seriously. Or can we sell some? Store. Don't have we some. should. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, Amazon canceled like, no. it. Every oh. time you have an idea, it's work for me. No, <laughs> no, that was our Alpha link on Amazon. Sorry, is a Canadian digital agency <laughs> that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They uh, build websites and stuff. You should check them out. TealsAlpha.com. You should uh, really check them out, especially if you're banking with a bank that does not want to associate with firearms. That's actually a thing, man. Yeah, um, it's it more to... of it lately. Did it happen to MDT or did it happen to um, the barrel company Ryan works for? IBI? IBI. IBI. One of them, when the bank found out what they did, pulled their accounts. We're not dealing with you anymore. That's somebody, greasy. It's somebody a was lawful, talking about that today. It's, it's like they it's should be sued. Like we're, we're not cartel. <laughs> it's a lawful activity. You're talking about we're producing products for citizens that are licensed by the government. These are the most upstanding individuals we have. Criminal background checks every day, but you won't do business with us? So fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, upcoming events, there's not going to be a lot. Uh, a lot of the Because <laughs> Rona. Because <laughs> Rona. Alberta, yeah. our, our, uh, our December Chaz three-gun match got shut down. Yep. And all of our uh, events are getting shut down. But outdoor ranges are still good to go. So I might go to this weekend. I might go yeah. to the range. It depends what shows up in the mail tomorrow because of what stuff. Do you mean? Well, I've got a bunch of stuff on the way. So if something weird shows up tomorrow, I'm going to go take it to the range and go shoot it. Uh, I think you should. You think I should? You know what? I got. I was supposed to go and check out locations on Sunday for the Gunny Girl calendar, and that got canceled as well because up north, apparently, there's snow. None down here. Anyways, so, but I think I'm going to go to the range too, and we're just going to, let's like do that. Yeah. yeah. I'll send yeah. you pictures. You send me pictures. How's that? Picture My pictures will look cold. Yeah, mine won't. We <laughs> <laughs> small. <laughs> uh, nah, it's just like one one degree here, but whatever. It'll be- uh, yeah. News. Uh, we don't have any news on donations, but uh, we no, do have news none. 
The National Police Federation came out in full opposition to the Liberals' May 1st gun ban by OIC. And you know what? Who cares? A lot of people are all excited about this because the RCMP's union says they disagree with gun bans. Whoopie-doo. It's nice that you have an opinion. Too bad your opinion means absolutely nothing and carries no weight with anyone that matters. If the RCMP, if the head of the RCMP said to the bureaucrats in Ottawa who are screwing us over that this, even, even if the RCMP came out against it, it wouldn't matter. The Association for Police Chiefs came out against a proposed gun ban a while back. It didn't matter. So who gives a flying monkey's butt if the union that represents the RCMP is against a gun ban? Like, they got zero clout or influence. I'm sorry I'm not excited about this. Whoopie-doo. But it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a useless thing. Stop it. It My grandmother is also not in favor. She carries as much clout as the RCMP. Your grandmother can't do press releases. Exactly. Sure she can. Anybody can do a press release you pay enough money. Correct. Anyways, she's dead. <laughs> well, Jesus. she's not. She can't do a press release then. That, she no, could. she can't. But we could do a seance. Hello. Uh, right, Ouija board. Uh huh. Do you agree with gun? All you need bands? is a bunch of twelve-year-old girls. <laughs> Stop right there. My name is not Epstein. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, all right. Uh, next, this is a thing. Chaz raised like thirteen grand for Stollery Children's Hospital. Giddy up! There we go. Good, good for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, now, nice chat. That requires a press release. Gun owners donating money to children. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, we're getting into new gun stuff. There's a bunch of new gun stuff bunch of stuff i'm going to talk about cool uh new gun stuff is sponsored by bolt action coffee uh, bolt action coffee makes coffee and if you want some go to boltactioncoffee.com use discount code slamfire and buy some like way super over caffeinated stuff that will just keep you up all night and this stuff is really really good was that what you just had no no the stuff that the you stuff slut that you cheated I, on bolt I action absolutely did i'm so sorry but I need one. I was at work. That's why we can't have nice sponsors. Two. I needed some. Really? They don't have bolt action coffee at work. Mm, no, I'm here at home. Uh, I guess not. Oh, oh my god! What? Hmm? Oh, I'm just looking at the Black Friday sales for Firearms Outlet. They got the new Python listed. I I, I just well, let's jump that. right into that. Let's yeah. Why don't we? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. I'll get to that. No, let's do that one right now. Let me yeah. pull up that FOC one. Crank it up over there. Crank it to 11. Screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Python, this shiny Revolvo Gap thing. Yep. Love it. Cool. Love it. Price for him? Really? Uh, no, it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. But, but it's know. Python. But it's Python, yeah. These Canic prices look lower than I've usually seen. I think the Canic Elite mm. there the, is uh, the TP9 SF is five fifty. That's lower than they usually are. Okay. And the TP9 SA being four fifty nine, I believe that's lower as well than usual. I think. I like so. the Canuck um, high power knockoff. If you want a high power, but you don't want to buy something that's old and half worn out, 
good way to at least get the platform. Mm-hmm. I believe those are Turk, right? The mm-hmm. Canuck High Powers? Yeah, mm-hmm. Turkish made. Mm-hmm. This looked fairly decently priced as well. The CZ 455 for $399. That's a decent 22 for 400 bucks. What's with the uh, the like muzzle device there hanging off the front? What's that about? On which one are we looking here? On the 455. Uh, CZ455. I have no idea. It does look like a muzzle device yeah, on there. Huh. That's to tame the uh, the brutal right. recoil. recoil. Yeah, yep. of the 22 LR. The, oh, dude, an Axis tube in a precision stock. Yeah. Interesting. That, that looks... Lame. No, that's no, that's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking that looks like the uh, Oryx, but I don't think that is the Oryx. I got the Maverick. They got the 590 Tactical, the bare bones 590 Tactical. It doesn't even have any kind of sights. Typically, when you see a Mossberg 590, it's got some kind of ghost ring sight on the back and a ramp on the front. This one's way stripped down, and the price reflects that at 540. So, if you want that step up from a 500. But don't want to spend five ninety prices. This one, man, five hundred forty bucks for a five ninety. It's got a tube on it, which all the five nines do. Seven shot tube. That's a that's a super cool way to get into a five ninety platform. Mm-hmm. Trench gun, three thirty. Yeah, Norinco trench gun. Those are neat. Somebody asked in the comments if you had ever reviewed one of those. I said no. Nope. No, I have not done the Norinco trench gun. Okay, that's FOC. Optics, yep. other stuff. What else we got? Uh, one second. Yeah, these guys here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullseye North. Yeah. Uh, they had a couple of like, so they've got like their like X percent off this, next percent off that. They also had some other stuff that was just ridiculously priced, uh, but they sold out of a lot of the like door crasher stuff. Yeah. Match bushings. No, I didn't want to click on that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bullseye North had some incredible stuff. Better if you were in in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had a couple of like really crazy deals that were uh, they were good for in person, and uh, I didn't get on top of any of those. Are we gonna cover the Calgary Shooting Center Black Friday stuff as well? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. grab the link. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, this next one, uh, Marginet, Marginet, yeah, Marginet. Marginette Metalworks. Uh, yeah. These guys are out of Winnipeg. They got a bunch of precision stuff, yeah, and cool. they had some stuff for uh, for pretty decent pricing. So if you're looking at uh, like Arca mount stuff or uh, or nicer Canadian made uh, spike oh, feet and that rails, kind of thing, accessories. Yep. Yeah. More of your like for, precision little yeah, adapters and that kind of definitely. thing. Yeah. They had some neat stuff. Uh, and then I ended up getting some stuff at Cabela's. I just wanted to check what they still have left though, because there was a couple of things there that, uh, that are just gone. Uh, oh, they still have the rocker razors. So like, these are, I'm not 50 bucks, I, 50 bucks. Walker <laughs> razor sport XT. I have so no these idea are electronic hearing protection. If anyone doesn't know what a Walker razor is. Yeah. Uh, two mics. Um, I found that the mics on these are not very good. No, they're not. Well, they're okay. They're fifty, they're 50 bucks. It's yeah, 50 it's bucks. not bad. That's a good price for those. Though. You know, the, that, the right? thing that annoyed me the most is that if you leave the dial on, it just kills. Yes. The, it just kills the battery. They don't. Yeah. What <laughs> I like about it off. What's the other ones I have? Those are also walkers. No, Peltors. My fancy pants Peltors, which are like a 
cheap version of the, uh, anyway, my Peltors, uh, they will beep in your ear when they're about to shut off, which is oh, fine. Oh, uh, yeah. You, until yeah. you're on the, you know, like a stage on maple seed and then you, Trevor Furlat starts freaking out. No, no. It wasn't during maple seed. It was during a, a, an Ipsic match. No, you also did it during a oh, did it have during maple yeah, seed? Yeah, yeah. Did it cause a meltdown? Probably. Yeah, it did. Yes. <laughs> Safe to say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. Anyways, those are cheap. 50 bucks. Uh, they did have the Spark 2s. Now, these Sparks are going to, because they're Vortex, they're going to be this price everywhere. Uh, but they're one ninety nine, so that's quite a bit cheaper than the normal two ninety nine that those are running. Uh, so if you're looking for a red dot, that was pretty cheap. I think these guys are going to be out Spark of all their. Two is cheap. never three hundred bucks, man. Uh, I never look at them, so yeah. I don't know what the price usually runs on them. So, oh, they got they, more in stock. Well, look at that. These were they were out of stock. So uh, Cabela's was out of stock on these things on a lot of. There you go. Two to three is out of stock. Two seventy is out of stock. 30-06 in stock. Whoops. 308 out of stock. 6-5 in stock. So they have 6-5 and 30-06 in stock. Oh, 243, no way. No, 243. So if you're looking for 6-5 or 30-06, they still have those. Yeah, those are 399 with the camo. And the stock that I believe that has a spacer in there. So you can remove the spacer and get like a shorter length of pull. Uh, three ninety nine with a seventy five dollar US uh, rebate, which is why I bought them. Because of course, cheap. why not, right? And then where was that crazy? Uh, now, if any of you guys are listening and you want to pick some one of these up, uh, click the link through our website so we get like some kickback for doing nothing. Unlike Amazon. Unlike Amazon, yeah. Did you, you talk about was... that? At how Amazon... Amazon doesn't want like yeah they had this thing kill their affiliate link. Yeah. What are why? Uh, they yeah, wanted some code on our website that wasn't on there, even though we like we sent some traffic through and they bought, but uh, they wanted some code on our website. Hmm. What was that crazy? Just a second. I just want to pull up these uh, these cheapo. Where is that? Mm, mm, mm. Muddy the pro. Like these aren't going to be great uh, game cams, but they are plentiful. Look at that four pack for one sixty nine. Okay, Come on, they're man. not when great, it, but they're plentiful. When when game cams first came out, it was a disposable camera inside a box, man. Like these are these are fine. I kind of like the simple ones too because like the more advanced ones are harder to like set up. There's like lots of stuff going on with them, whereas the I more just, basic ones are like you turn them on, you put them out there, and you walk away. The one I had was like one of the first ones to have the infrared lights on it and it would just take an SD card. I would, I would take a digital camera into my tree stand with me, pull the card out of the camera, stick it in my digital camera, look at what was on there. If it was worthwhile, mm-hmm. I'd take the card home, put a new card in. And now I don't even know what they do. Well, the thing to do these days is to get a cell camera <laughs> one, right? So the, the, the newer ones are cell enabled. They usually have like a basic plan that's free. It'll do like a yeah. hundred photos a month kind of a thing. And that beams it right to your phone. That, like, in the run-up to hunting, that's the better choice to make. But for the price of one, I could have four, and I'd rather have more coverage. I'd rather have, like, a bunch more cameras where I can see exactly what's going on where because more cameras and more coverage equals I know where the the game's at. Um, More better. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, and the more 
the more expensive the game cam, the more it hurts when uh, when someone steals it. That's that's what uh, Andrew yeah. mentioned. Mm-hmm. I have one changed to my front tree in front of my house, and I live in suburbia. I was actually tracking people who were dumping garbage at the end of my driveway, but. Anyways, handy for that. My buddy had one on his driveway, just tracking, you know, to see what kind of shenanigans are going on. Yeah. So Uh, you don't don't necessarily need it for a game. You can use it for people too. Yep. Which can Uh, eventually be a game. (laughs) Get that long pork. Uh, Tenda has the Norinco MP34s on for $269. They also have Glock 17 Gen 5s for $689. Ooh. Which is pretty good for the Gen 5s. Yeah, yeah that's as cheap as I've seen them. Uh, Tezro has Ely Force and Contact on for 80 bucks per fifth, uh, per 500 rounds. So that's if you're, a good price. Yeah, if you're really into that kind of stuff, uh, they've definitely got decent pricing on that. Um, where? Yeah, it's on here somewhere anyways. Uh, so definitely uh, check them out if you're looking for some Ely ammo. Uh, Matador Arms has uh, 25% off, so if you're looking for uh, any of the things that they do, uh, check them out. 25% off is, is decent. Mm-hmm. The Regulator, so they still have a break that they're selling right now, a magazine well insert, uh, their side folder, and some hats and whatnot. SFRC has 17% off if you use the code FRIDAY. Also decent. And let's pull up the shooting store. Calgary Shooting Center. Calgary Shooting Center has all Glock stuff. Uh, $300 off. uh, Sorry, free free shipping on anything that's over $300. And all the Glocks all the time. So I got all the Glocks. All the Glocks. Glock Gen 5s. They got 19 TB Gen 4 MOS. Tan Glocks. They got black Glocks. They got Long Glock, Glock short Glocks, small Glocks, big Glocks. Blue Glock. Gray Glock. A Glock, Gray a Glock 40? I have never seen a Glock 40. So the Glock 40 is the long slide, like the 34 and the 35. You've but never this, seen one? This is in 10 millimeter. No, like you got your Glock 34, which is a long slide nine millimeter, your Glock 35, which is a long slide 40 cal. The Glock 40 is a long slide 10 millimeter. Never, I, I don't even know if I knew this was a thing. This could be new. I'm not sure. It's a Gen 4, so it's not that new, but that's a hunting Glock. What, well, yeah, in, in Freedom six inch it is. barrel with a 10 millimeter mm-hmm. cartridge. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I'd hunt with that. They got the Glock 41, which is the long slide 45. I'm familiar with that one. The Glock 44, that crappy little 22 nobody asked for. Glock 48's nice. Very nice. The Glock 48 is cool. All the Glocks. Glock signs. All the time. Glock bags. Glock mugs. Glock shirts. <laughs> All right. Pop quiz. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to carry a gun, but it has to be a Glock. Which one do you Carry? Carry? Uh, like a 26 or 24 one of them short ones in 24 is not a short one 24 is the long slide 40 no the long it's a i'll look it up it's not a compact anyway the the, the glock 24 one of the compact ones 
That's what I. Read. Okay, so the twenty-six is the subcompact nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. Nineteen is the compact. You want to. You want the subcompact. So, mostly, like I, I, you've seen my wallet. I've got like a super thin wallet. I don't like carrying like a bunch of crap in my pockets. If I carried a gun, I would want like something small that's still got like decent firepower. So nine millimeter, short, compact. Yeah, that's what I'd run. Maybe a nineteen. I don't know. I'd have to try it in my pants. So the, like. the Glock, the Glock twenty four, Adriel is mm-hmm. the equivalent of the Glock nineteen L, but in forty cal. So it's even longer than the Glock thirty five. I don't want. That. Okay, so you're going Glock twenty six, which is the baby Glock, which is yeah. the subcompact nine millimeter, which I've actually shot. I've mm-hmm. shot it down in my front Michigan, and it's fun to shoot. It is. It's a little snappy, though. I'm not going to, I mean. Well, it's because it's so tiny. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have big hands, it's frankly harder to hold on to because it's not a lot of. It actually is. It's harder for, like, it's not as hard for me to shoot as opposed to, I think Brian Bolivar actually shot shot it at one time, too. Mm -hmm. And and it it is a little bit bigger. I mean, he has a little bit bigger hands, so it's yep. a little bit more snappy for him. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd actually go with that, too. I know that. Yeah, yeah. If we have to carry? Yeah, mm-hmm. where the heck am I going to put it? I'm not carrying, like, like Glock we're ca- talking 20. a concealed carry, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. You, the smallest you can get, the better. But then okay. again, you want... That's not the smallest one you can get, though. Well... They have the thin ones, yeah. but I don't care about that. I'd rather have, like, a couple extra rounds. Exactly. So that's yeah. like a that's like a, a ten round mag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's mm. it may be more than that. I know the the twenty six. Hold on, ten, ten optional twelve. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm go I'm I'm torn between these new forty eights because they are um, they're single stack, so they're thin, mm-hmm. so they conceal very well. But then, because they're single stack, they're a bit limited capacity. So I think I'm just going to stick with the Glock 19. Which is... like the, the Glock 48 is still 10 rounds, though. It's still a 10 round gun. It's a single stack 10 rounder. Mm-hmm. I okay. think so. I'm pretty sure it's exactly 10. And Glock mm-hmm. 19 is like more than that, more. though. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not like a 1911. Single stack. <laughs> the seven, question was if, if, if you had, no, 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 not if you could carry, what would you carry? If you had to carry a Glock, which Glock would you carry? That was the yeah. question. Mm. Well, mm. Around, yeah. Glock 17L. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a banana in your pocket or are you happy to yeah, see me? No, it's a Glock well, 17L. <laughs> it's not the slide you got to worry about concealing. It's the grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sticking out. Slide just goes down the back of your pants and it's very hard to see. It's the grip that sticks out and causes you to print. Mm. Yeah. That's where a short little stubby grip is terrible to shoot with, but very concealable. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, indeed. Uh what did people buy off our Cabela's link? Oh, I took a look at the last week. A whole bunch of stuff. This is stuff off wow. like the hunting gear guys stuff uh as well. Okay. I was just too lazy to like filter it. So it's off both. Uh, okay. HGG and and Slamfire a lot radio. of access, savage access. Did you? Okay, is this you? Part of it is this part of this year? This is you, right? Because this is well. Access. There's a lot more accesses in here that I bought. Mm-hmm. I bought two. There's okay. First person, savage access. Second person, spark two and magnifier. Third person, 
Axis and some gun lights. Fourth person. Axis, Tannerite, shotgun shells. They also had the Challenger shells on sale. I think they were like six ninety nine a box, which is pretty decently cheap. Wow, that's cheap. Yeah. yeah. Axis and a GPS. Shotgun shells. Axis. Two Axis. Axis. That's you. Which one? Two Axis one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, CPD mag, rim fire and center fire ammo. Pelican V770 case. Oh, I was looking at those and I thought like, what about Nanook? And their stuff is on sale too. Hardcases.ca. I don't know if that's like related to Nanook, but they sell a bunch of Nanook Yeah, stuff. it is. That's actually who they are. Super yeah, good price. Buy it off Super of good price. I was looking at their 984, 954. What's their, their big one? 995. That's the one. And that one is, let me just share my screen here. Take a look at that guy. Yeah. 270 with full foam. Or if you just want it like empty, 243, 270, 270. Yeah. Fit two guns. Yeah. 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 But then yeah. I but then I looked at my credit card and I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I bought a lot of stuff this month. I probably shouldn't. <laughs> It's getting to be a little bit much. Uh, one of our listeners bought gloves, binoculars, youth mitts, and gun tools. And another one bought like a real avid smart map mat and some ammo. There's a consistent theme here, though. It's uh, Savage Axis. axis. Savage yeah. Axis. <laughs> savage Axis and Shotgun Price is too, like, for, yeah. like after that rebate, $2.99, you can't beat that. That's yeah. excellent. Excellent, when, excellent price. When are we going to get as powerful as Oprah where when we do the show in front of the live audience, I just want to be able to get up and say, you get an access and you get an access. And everybody reaches under his seat and pulls out an access. <laughs> loves us. And they give us an access to give away to everybody in the live I, audience. I think we have to have a couple of million subscribers and viewers. What do you mean we don't? Mm, let's mm. see. We got 27 people watching live right now. No, so no. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, it's not are a million. You, no, interesting. It's I interesting. Know. I was looking at our metrics a little bit. The live people that watch, people that are on YouTube that watch, people that download, people that actually go to the other formats. They go over to Gun Owners of Canada that click on the link, and then also the app, the the apps as well. I'm sure that we're actually we got a couple of thousand people each week that listen. Oh yeah, we're coming for Rogan. Like, look out, Joe. <laughs> Five people on this for a format, and five people on this. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we there. got. We we're gonna get there, but mm -hmm. you know how we're gonna get there by bringing on great guests like our next guest, who is, is our main correct. topic. <laughs> our our uh, oh, we'll wait for him to get his audio going there. There you go. <clears throat> I was almost. I like almost slid in. No edits. I was this close. You can you can still mm. slide in no edits. Yeah. So if I understand you correctly, Adriel, the show will be mm -hmm. popular by getting on people that are more popular than us. That is correct. Yes. Okay. That's how this works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, Joe Rogan you, had like uh, I don't know Kanye West. I and, knew it was uh, going to be Kanye West. I knew. No. 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 If Man. Kanye, if it's Kanye West, I quit. All I'm saying is take your meds before you go on a podcast. I would love to see what kind of crazy stuff Kanye West talks about in regards to guns. <laughs> that would be a great podcast. 
Everything he talks about is a certain level uh, of crazy. Creative genius. Ian, welcome to the show. <laughs> Good to be here. Uh, I'm no Kanye West, though. I will. But you are a creative genius now. Don't, yes. Don't tell yourself short. Well, maybe not in the same way, I hope. <laughs> and everybody likes you, as opposed to Kanye, who everybody right. hates. Just I like saying. Kanye West. Go to the name. Somebody's really? got to like Kanye West. I mean, he sells a lot of stuff, so. Right, yeah. Mm. And he's very crazy. But uh, Ian, uh, Ian Runkle runs Runkle of the Bailey, the YouTube channel, and is a firearms and criminal defense lawyer. Uh, he's joining us today to talk about a particular case. Now, Trevor, you know a little bit more about this case than I do. Um, do you want to run through kind of what happened? Because I've, I've just got like a very pedestrian view into what, uh, what went sure. down. Uh, Ian and I can... Uh can bat it around back and forth um first of all ian have you had an opportunity to read the article uh yeah i've had a look at it i'm actually looking over it again because i looked at it a couple or a little bit ago but uh so there's a few issues going on there as we're talking yeah Yeah. when we do that yeah 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 you know what adriel Mm -hmm. like I don't know if it's if it's if there's value to it, but I think maybe you want to read it at least skim it and touch upon the uh, the highlights so the listeners can kind of follow our conversation a little bit better if you read it. Would you do I that? I can try. <laughs> I can try. So, like the 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 article's heading is Halifax gun dealer in crosshairs. Uh, uh, Barry Marchand, an officer with the Criminal Investigation Section of the Canadian Border Services, so CBSA, uh, searched a home. He's looking for evidence of smuggling illegal weapons parts into the country. I uh, searched his home with a brick facade belonging to Sean Hansen uh, and his wife, looking for information about a load of overcapacity magazines that Hansen's company, Freedom Ventures, uh, had shipped from Israel to Canada. Uh, the warrant was issued in late July by a Justice of the Peace. Um, which this are so first of all, this article is really weird because it has a lot, a lot of information, a lot of insider information uh, about the case and background and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think you should read that. Uh, which part? Uh, I'm invest- investigating Sean Hansen for smuggling prohibited devices into Canada, contrary of the Customs Act. Marshawn said in a document known in legal and policing circles as an information to obtain a warrant. So that was what, uh, what he got this warrant on. Uh, the warrant was, uh, they were looking for prohib magazines, uh, is, is the long and short of it. Uh, he started his investigations after his colleagues at CBSA uh, intercepted a parcel from Tel Aviv that included more than 30 overcapacity magazines. Uh, the contents of the package were declared as steel parts, uh, uh, which he said in his affidavit. Uh, they were looking for documents in Hansen's home, including electronic trails related to the purchase and importation of prohibited devices. Uh, in addition, I am also seeking additional prohibited devices that were successfully imported by Sean Hansen, which CPSA did not interdict. So others prohibs uh, devices that he would have brought in. Uh, what, is this, what is this video here uh, of Sean? It's not related whatsoever. It's just a related no. video of him talking about Ipsic tips and like yeah. dry fire, I believe, if I okay. remember correctly. So it's it's interesting that they really all the all the photos of Sean 
show him within the context of competition yeah. shooting. And that'll just be because the reporters have been, you know, trawling to see what things they could find to show him. And of course, what he's going to post online is competition shooting stuff that's uh, related to his hobby and, and business. Yeah. 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 yeah well, exactly. and in Canada, we don't tend to do a whole lot of, uh, posting of mugshots and so forth. Those tend right. to be kept internally by the police. So mm-hmm. we don't typically have the mud mugshot photo sort of for the media right away. So the first thing they'll do is go to your Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. So if you ever get arrested, you might want to have a friend, you know, set your <laughs> Facebook profile to private. Already done. In <laughs> anticipation. <laughs> In anticipation. <laughs> uh, that shows... Uh, uh, well, no, even in back in back. Well, no, back in 2012, when I took Meg Forty with Masada Yub, he warned us about how malicious prosecution can be, and they will immediately take everything from your social media and twist it and use it against you. So I've yeah. always kind of tried to temper my social media presence and make sure that it's you know competition related. But now there's nothing on my social media. My Facebook has zero posts and zero photos. There's my banner and my profile picture and it's me sailing. So you take my picture off Facebook. It's just my ugly smiling face. That's one of your better pictures though. Thank you. Um, so go with this uh, package from Israel and then we'll switch it over to Ian. Uh, I don't know if there's any, um, I've just been skimming over it. I don't know if there's anything new in it. Uh, like CBSA I talked with the RCMP. They found some, mags that would potentially hold more than 10 rounds uh and that he had imported them in steel parts and i'm about the the paragraph about what was in the actual parcel there but within the uh within the parcel the inspection found 18 magazines with nine millimeter capacity of 19 rounds as well as 16 magazines with a 45 automatic cold pistol capacity that were oversized they were they were oversized for canada they were standard for where they came from and pretty much the rest of the world but yeah. anyway um, okay, so Ian, you've read this. I don't know if you have any other background on the um, story or are you just going off the article? If so, what are your impressions here? Just going off the article, it looks like there's a couple of issues. One is they're alleging, and of course, none of this has been tested. This is just what they're uh, apparently saying here. But uh, they're alleging some undervaluation. Mm-hmm. So they note that uh, they say three handguns were uh, declared as $5 value each. And the actual total value, I'm, I assume that when they say actual value of 7,500 US, uh, they mean total for Retail. all three handguns. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult to find a $5 handgun. I think mm-hmm. most handguns, even if you were to back over it with a very heavy truck, would still be worth more than five bucks in parts. because you know, you can probably sell just the internal springs for more than that. So that probably got some attention. And that may have been where they started looking. But you see here, you know, 52 handguns, three of which they say are undervalued. Uh, 182 magazines with the 52 handguns, and then separately 246. And they say all pinned to 10 round capacity. However, they had the capacity to hold up to 20 rounds. So this just That's, sounds like media speak for these were it, properly pinned magazines. It is media speak. Yeah, yeah, they were they were legally pinned. However, if you unpin them, they hold more. That's, that's yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. Which, you know, is 
there's all sorts of things that are legal unless you do something to them that makes them illegal. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you know, you have household chemicals that if mixed might make an explosive that is illegal. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to do those things, but, uh, it looks like some of the magazines may have been unpinned, but Never uh, were pinned. Uh, they say that there were 30 overcapacity magazines. So it looks like some of them may have been unpinned. But the problem that manufacturers or that retailers and importers run into sometimes is that, you know, it's very difficult to get a license that allows them to do their own pinning to import them unpinned and then pin them locally in Canada. They don't like issuing that, notwithstanding the fact that uh, that seems like a reasonable thing to do is import stuff right. that's prohibited, convert it's it to not- non-prohibited, and then sell it to the public. Mm-hmm. But It's my always- understanding, Ian, that that changed. You used to be able to import the magazines unpinned, and then you pinned them when they, became, when they came into Canada. Um, but that has changed recently. Now the shipper has to pin them before they even come to Canada. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, there was a case uh, that involved basically somebody was shipping magazine bodies separately Mm -hmm. from the springs and so forth. And unfortunately, they got uh, pegged for that. So the CBSA has taken the view that that's not a a legal practice. But, I mean, it is possible to get a business license that allows for the importation of prohibited devices. So it seems like it would be reasonable for somebody... And I don't know if somebody's actually applied for this or what the scenario is. I understand well, that this used to be done, but uh, Sean Sean is an importer and a distributor, so he's got an import license. He distributes to stores in Canada. He's also a licensed gunsmith, and he's a theatrical armors license. So under his theatrical armors license alone, he is legally allowed to acquire and have in his possession unpinned magazines. And if that's uh, if that's the case, if he's got a business license that allows him to import prohibited devices, then they may have screwed up. And that's the sort of thing that really should have gone on an information to obtain, because if they put that in improperly. Now, the problem is, is that the undervaluing itself may be its own customs issue. They may be coming after him for that and unhappy yeah. with that. But... Um, I mean, it is possible to have a business license and I don't have his business license, so I can't, you know, have a look at it, but it is possible to have a business license that allows for importing uh, even prohibited weapons. Uh, If you look at the film industry, uh, some of the stuff the film industry uses would be super illegal if you or I were to have it because it might, for instance, be, you know, a minigun, that kind of thing, right? Mm Because sometimes that's used in filming. Mm. But uh, it's really hard to say. But one thing that importers sometimes run into is you order 300 magazines from the manufacturer who's overseas. And you say, I need these and I need them pinned. And it's really important. And the manufacturer overseas says, you want to do what to them? Like, why? This is stupid. And you're like, no, no, this is the law here. Please do this. And so the manufacturer goes, okay, but they sort of do this in the way of like, you know, if you went to a mechanic and you said, it's really important that you take my car and you install a wing on it. I need a wing on one side. You know, it'd be like, okay, you're the customer. That's what you want, but this is dumb. So they 
often take that view and then yeah. they may not be super careful about making sure that every single magazine is properly pinned because they don't understand how important that can be. Yeah. And given, so sometimes importers get stung on that. Well, given the, given where these um, parts originated from this, the name of the country and the story tells me that it's a company that produces competition pistols and that is Sean's business. He's Freedom yeah. Ventures. He tailors to competition shooters. So these are going to be Ipsic style pistols. Yeah. So this company knows exactly why they need to be pinned. They know where they're going. They've been dealing with him for, I don't know anybody else that's importing. Um, I believe this is speculation on my part. I'm thinking just based on the area in the world we're talking about, I think this is Bull Armory. And Bull Armory makes 1911s and 2011s that are very popular for Ipsic shooting. And uh, they, if they drop the ball here, if they knew they were supposed to be pinned and somebody over there goofed and shipped these unpinned and they call up CBSA and say, that's our bad. Sorry. We, we know Mr. Hansen. We know the Canadian law. We know they need some pinned and, and we fired that asshole because he forgot to do it. What does that do for Sean? Well, in terms of like right now, it doesn't look like he's facing any charges and that may well change because they're looking at possible criminal charges, they say in the article. But one of the things they're going to have to prove is intention. So for every sort of criminal offense, there's two elements. One is a guilty act and the other is the guilty mind. So as an example that I'd sort of like to rely on is, let's say you're out shopping and you've got a backpack on and some random jerk grabs a product off the shelf and sticks it into your backpack when you're not paying attention. And you walk out of the store and all the alarms go off and you get tackled by security. It's one of my favorite pranks to play. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you've committed the guilty act of walking out the store without paying for the thing. But they can't show that you have the guilty mind because you didn't know you had that thing in your bag. You didn't intend to steal it. Similarly here, if this guy placed an order and can document, hey, listen, you know, I need this many magazines and it's really important. Please pin them to 10. And the people on the other end say, yeah, we're going to pin them to 10 and then we're sending them your way. And it turns out some of them weren't. He can say, listen, I didn't have the guilty mind required, you know, because I thought I was buying these 10 round pin magazines instead of, you know, what they sent me. Now, that doesn't necessarily apply to some of the other things in terms of the Customs Act. There, you may have to rely on a defense of due diligence, which is different than the mens rea defense. But again, you know, if he was going through and saying, this is important, like this is legally required, this is part of our contract, you've got to send them like this, you know, it's, he'd be in the same category as like a pharmacy that says, hey, we need to import, you know, however much of drug A, and instead they get you know, meth, you know, saying, whoa, whoa, we didn't mean to import a whole bunch of meth, you know, so long as they can show that they were not trying to do that and not trying, you know, I mean, they going be. back, to, going back to the guilty mind, Ian, I mean, he knows he can't sell unpinned magazines. So yeah. why would he, you know what I mean? Well, and it really depends because sometimes what we have seen is you know, sometimes there are people who go rogue in some fashion and decide that they're going to sell some stuff that they shouldn't sell. And they don't typically last very long before somebody reports them because, I mean, the police scrutinize the heck out of the firearms industry and firearms businesses. Uh, 
a certain proportion of the customers at any firearm business are probably undercover RCMP officers. You know, if you've been open for a few years selling guns, I can guarantee you, you've had an you've undercover RCMP officer yep. who showed up, maybe even bought something, but certainly yeah. asked some questions. And, you know, if you didn't made the decision that, you know what, I'll sell them this thing that I'm not supposed to, you're done. But, you know, and yet I reported a local dealer to the, to the CFO for coaching a customer on how to make a straw purchase and nothing happened. Oh, I mean, that's, that's the problem is that in many ways, the CFO is the weak link on some of these things. Oh, I also told the RCMP, but I mean, I've had moments there's, you know, I'm not sort of, uh, you know, inclined to be Karen, but there are a <laughs> few people who have posted things online where I'm just like, this person needs to be looked at. Like, you know, if somebody says, I'm going to go do something and here's the date that I'm going to go do it and here's the stuff I'm going to go do it with. We call that language of commitment, committal language. And, you know, a couple of those people I've reported to the CFO and thankfully the actual person who was posting things didn't do anything, but neither did the CFO because yeah. that person still out there doing their thing. And, you know... But at the end of the day, it would have been nice if something did happen that then I can go and tell the media, hey, listen, this isn't a gun owner problem. This is a media, like this is a CFO problem because yeah. here's the data I reported this. Here's what I reported. Here's what they knew. And now you should investigate whether or not they did a damn thing about it because we've seen time and time again, RCMP gets reports and then does nothing. Uh, see out in, you know, out Halifax. east with the most, yeah. Yeah. So back to this specific case here, what what are what what are the potential outcomes here? What what if anything um, could they charge them with? And knowing the little bit you know now about let's 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 make the assumption that the exporter admitted fault and said, yeah, we were supposed to pin them and we didn't. So that proves that you know he didn't intend to import uh, unpinned magazines. And we know that he's got a gunsmithing license and a theatrical armors license. Does that help this all play out in his favor? Like, where does this go? For sure. I mean, if it, uh, if he can show all of this in theory, you know, if they were acting sort of sensibly, they might say, you know what, here's the thing. We understand that, you know, this was not your fault. Um, at the end of the day, what they would, however, do is say, you still don't get those magazines. So, but he's going to be a lot happier if he loses 30 magazines than if he gets charged with a criminal offense because, you know, you can't really get a lawyer to get up out of bed for the cost of 30 magazines. Oh, but those are 2011 mags. Those are expensive. <laughs> Actually, that's true. Magazines get pretty. <laughs> yeah, these are about a buck 20 a piece retail probably. <laughs> so, no. okay. Yeah, fair enough. That would get somebody out of bed for sure. But I mean, it's still less of a hit than it could be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. How losing your business, that's a hit. Criminal yeah, record, that's mean, a hit. The, uh, but what they won't do, what I've never seen them do is say, here you can have the magazines, just make sure you pin them. So I'm pretty sure that the magazines, you know, that are Even though capacity, he's legally allowed to have them? Even so, I suspect they're not going to give them back. Just uh, to be dicks? Kind of. I mean... Okay. It's possible that they, he might be able to argue for them back depending on his licensing and so forth. I don't want to speculate too much here. Okay. But um, 
often they'll just keep them, and that would be a substantial hit, but Wouldn't hopefully he? one he could live with. But, I mean, it depends on what all they find, right? Because I don't know this situation here. If they come back and say, hey, uh, you know, it looks like you were trying to... Cause they could go through his communications because they probably seized a bunch of, you know, documents, All the electronics. And, electronics and so forth. Yeah, says that in the story. And if it, if the communications, and again, this is just a hypothetical, I'm not saying that this is what the guy did or anything like that. But if he says, Hey, could you sneak a few unpinned magazines in with the shipment? Then they're going to come after him with the full hammer of, you know, the criminal sure, justice that, system that, and have a real rough time. Yeah, but that's if a, he wanted unpinned magazines, he would not need to import them from Israel. Well, no, and that's the thing. He is, already has a bazillion in stock from American manufacturers. Well, as, and uh, the other thing is it just seems absolutely crazy because if you wanted an unpinned magazine, that wouldn't be how you'd do it, right? right. That would just be not bizarre. Yep. So, I mean... If they're saying that this guy was trying to import prohibited magazines, the theory of the case makes no sense. Like, it's a criminal mastermind plan that is crazy town. So I think they're going to have a hard time on proof, assuming that this guy is smart enough to have hired a lawyer and done the important thing, which is, you know, keeping his mouth shut. Because it's really easy to make some admissions that uh, can sink you. You know, something like, oh, is, has it ever happened before? Oh, yeah, well, sometimes they screw up and send me some unpinned magazines. That's not a thing you want to admit, right? Because that would be very detrimental. Then they would say, maybe you knew that you were going to get some unpinned magazines with this shipment. And then maybe he talks himself into getting some charges. And so no matter how friendly they're being in when they bring you downtown to say, we're just going to have a chat and try and work all shut up, no, shut up, they, shut up, shut up. I mean, the thing is, is if you're going into, you know, the police station and you're not going Under there by pretense, choice, shut up. You know, if you're not being brought somewhere by choice, no matter how friendly someone is acting, they're not your friend because your friend would tell you, hey, um, leave, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but, but police will act friendly to all sorts of people who they're not friends with. You know, I've seen them be very buddy-buddy with people who are accused of like child sex offenses. Heinous things, yeah, of course. And yeah. the cop is strategy. definitely not his friend. Nope. You know, and sometimes the cop is doing things like, you know, empathizing with the desire of that person and it's not because the cop feels that way it's because they're you know everything that the yeah. officer says you know in terms of that is quite possibly a trick so, so two questions on that as far as interview techniques um in the united states when you lawyer up they have to stop talking to you in canada that's not true you can ask for a lawyer but they are allowed to continue to interrogate you correct uh, the way it works is basically uh, you have a right to speak to a lawyer, but you don't have the right to have the lawyer present in the interview. So okay. if you haven't spoken to a lawyer and you say, I want to talk to a lawyer, then they'll stop asking you questions, pull you out of the interview room, stick you in a phone room, let you talk to a lawyer, and then pull you back out, stick you back in the interview room and keep asking you questions. And it's up to you to hold the line and you know you might be tired because you might not have slept in two days you're probably going to be stressed because you're sitting there you're panicking over what's going on 
you might be hungry. Just need you a cigarette. Be, you use well, that against you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we don't even have to go to cigarettes. There's people who are coming off of meth and need another, you know, or heroin or something like that, where they're like really badly off. Um, you may have people who have FASD or some other, you know, issues, and they're supposed to hold their own against the police officer right, on their own trained. without that help. Yeah. And, and what about once lying? you've had that lawyer call, if you say, I want to talk to a lawyer again, they don't necessarily have to let you. It'll depend on circumstances, but often wow. they don't have to stop at that point. They can keep going. And in Canada, are the police legally allowed to lie to you? They can, will, and you should assume that everything they are saying is a lie. There is a okay. limit to the lying. Yeah, but uh, okay. but the limit is way far out there. Like they can say, for instance, we found your DNA at the scene. You better confess. Wow. That's an allowable lie. What they can't do is bring in a detective in a suit and say, hi, I'm your lawyer, and you need to tell me everything. That's too gotcha. far. Okay. And if maybe if they pulled some elaborate ruse where they told you that your entire family had just been killed and, you know, something like that, or, you know, then that might be too far. It sort of a shocks the conscience kind of standard, but they're allowed to do a lot of lying to you and they will. Um, they might arrest two people and they'll tell person number one, hey, person number two. Oh, has, yeah, I will. Yeah, you know, they'll come in and say, Adriel is singing like a bird in there. You did everything. Yeah, he's pointing the finger at you. And you got to yeah. think about this because not all people who end up in that room are like you or I. A lot of them are maybe not such great people. And they might some not Some of them are like you. Kelly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> some of them might be, for instance, involved in organized crime. And like Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These people don't tend to have a very good view of people who talk to the police. So when the police officer says, you know, hey, your buddy in here is talking up a storm and he says you did it, you might get somebody saying, well, that guy needs to suffer consequences of the physical violence sort. And the courts don't seem to mind that either. You know, we've just set this guy up to maybe get a beating or killed. Yeah. And who cares? Because, you know, the cops are allowed to lie in order to improve their interrogation yeah. You know, even though that lie actually could be endangering somebody's physical safety. It's, so, uh, so back to Freedom Ventures then, um, this has been ongoing for a little while and no charges yet. So does that bode well or does that mean that, you know, they're just, they're digging their heels in and looking harder? I mean, they can take their time on charges. Um, if it's the vast majority of criminal charges... They have basically until the heat death of the universe to lay those charges because if they are hybrid or indictable and there are not a lot of straight summary conviction uh, offenses left, it's a shrinking pool all the time. Government keeps shrinking that. Uh, the Liberal Party has done a great deal to shrink that. And then, of course, claims that they are, you know... Tough on crime, yeah. Well, not tough on crime. They claim that they're... Uh, you know, helping out the people no, who yes, are oppressed right. by the system and they're doing yes. exactly the opposite. Yeah. Um, but so long as it's a hybrid or indictable offense, there effectively is no limitation period. Uh, with a hybrid offense, it's actually kind of worse because what ends up happening is they'll say, if the crown proceeds summarily, there's a limitation period. But let's say 10 years down the road, they want to 
proceed on a hybrid offense and they would have gone summarily. What they'll do is they'll lay the charge by indictment so that there isn't a time limit. And then they'll ask for your consent to proceed summarily outside of the time limit for you to waive that limitation period, at which point your options are either they proceed by indictment or else you agree to let them ignore the limitations period. In my view, it's kind of sketchy, but the courts have so far said that's okay and not a whole lot we can do about it. So, yeah, they can, in theory, they could come back and charge him 30 years from now. Okay, in, yeah, in theory. Um, yeah, in practice, there's a certain period where they're going to be investigating and it takes them a long time to do things like investigating the electronics because they have only so many people who are IT sort of savvy uh, they'll put in a request and it usually takes some months for them to actually get that information back. Okay. And so we don't know exactly what's going on. It could be that they're getting ready to charge or it could be that they've decided, you know what, we can't, you know, we'll give it up here. So they've got to go through all the electronics uh, and that takes time. And then they've got to present their case to the crown and the crown will decide, yeah, there's a case, let's proceed or no shit can this, you guys are idiots. Yeah. And sometimes they won't even tell you that they've decided not to proceed. No, so, it, yeah, it'll be a, his lawyer will probably, or can he, will he have somebody's business card and say, hey, like, what's going on? Yeah, and they don't have to actually answer that question. I mean, I've talked to people who had their houses searched and they're like, I would really like to know if this is going to turn into a charge. And, you know, I call the investigator and the investigator's basically like, go pound sand. We don't have to answer that question. Um, you don't get to know that. Wow. If he was your client, what, what advice would you offer him right now at this point? Well, right now, I mean, they've got all his, you know, documentation and so forth. If he's got any of that that is relevant, you know, he's going to want to assemble that and get it to his lawyer, you know, particularly in terms of things like the communications that might have happened with, you know, overseas places. Of course, the overarching, you know, thing is, Keep your mouth shut uh, because often people go on social media, you know, to defend themselves when they are in, uh, when they're in the spotlight and they can make their situation a lot worse, uh, particularly because sometimes when things, sometimes when things are in the public eye, it can be a two-edged sword because being in the public eye puts a lot of pressure on the crown to do things right but it also puts a lot of pressure on the crown to justify all of the steps that have been taken, which can in some cases make it more likely that charges are proceeded with or, you know, not dropped because, you know, it may yeah. be a situation where it's just too politically tense. Now uh, my suspicion, and I can't say for certain, but that there have been some criminal cases in Canada, some of the ones that have sort of shocked the gun community that, basically ended up being continued because the crown had sort of overcommitted and didn't want to lose face and was hoping to get some sort of conviction to, uh, you know, to do that. But again, I can't really, uh, I can't say for certain, and I don't really want to name the cases because maybe those crowns would get annoyed at me and my sure. speculation, but, uh, this, uh, the timing of this stinks. There was an attack in Nova Scotia and of course, there was even a story, what, in the Globe today or yesterday that finally said, you know, 
it, it's it's a proven fact now that the gunman's weapons were all illegal. He wasn't licensed. They were all smuggled from the United States. Um, well, except for one. Three, except three of the for four. One. Yeah. Three of the four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have this attack happen in April. And the next, now all of a sudden, a reputable, reputable firearms dealer, someone with, you know, longstanding ties to the community, uh, is now being charged with something that he's technically legally allowed to have. Is, is there a connection here in your opinion? Like, is this something that, you know, Nova Scotia needs to win to, to help because of all the negative publicity they're getting over letting this other guy have his guns and doing nothing about it? Well, it's entirely possible, and I'll just clarify one thing. My understanding is that there were three illegally obtained firearms with the Nova Scotia shooter, and one that was legally, you know, in Canada that he took was, from a police officer. Yeah. So, so the source of that is police officer rather than this guy went to a gun store and bought this legally. Yeah. Uh, none of those firearms were something that he could legally acquire. Right. Uh, Personally, I feel like killing a police officer and taking their firearm should count as an illegally acquired firearm. I would think but so, yeah. I don't know why sometimes the media has been saying, oh yeah, he only got three of them illegally. It's like, mm, no, I'm pretty sure that fourth one was obtained <laughs> illegally as well. Last I checked, it's not legal to shoot police officers or and steal take, their firearms. Or, yeah, or anyone, yeah. But uh, it's entirely, uh, it is possible. And what we've seen is a bit of a sea change in terms of how they're handling things with CBSA in particular. Uh, I know the airsoft community is kind of up in arms because right now they're seizing all sorts of things. And depending on which province you're in, it seems like they might be seizing everything. So it's... Uh, yeah, I was flabbergasted to see Airsoft on the FRT. I mean, it's possible for Airsoft things to end up on the FRT through various reasons, but uh, some of the stuff they've got there I think is just wrong. But uh, I, there's that's getting into a whole separate issue of how they classify stuff. But it does appear that there's a... Uh, that there's a clamp down on some stuff. And... You know, if this guy's got a business license that allows him to import prohibited devices, then, like, what's the deal here? Other than perhaps things being mislabeled. So I don't know exactly what all is going on, but uh, if he does have such a business license, I'd be kind of concerned about what went into the information to obtain, because an information to obtain a search warrant is a document that uh, has high standards to it. The reason why is because it's what's called an ex parte document, which means that it's filed and there's no court proceeding where the other side is invited to participate. You know, obviously, if they're searching a house for drugs, they don't notify the drug dealer, hey, the police would like to search this residence. Please come to court and make representations as to whether or not they should. Because, of course, the dealer, upon receiving that document, is probably not going to show up to make arguments. They're just going to start flushing some things. But uh, so, you know, it happens, you know, as we said, ex parte, there's only one party there, the other party's not present, but that places an obligation to put sort of full and complete facts before the court. And that can include facts that maybe undermine your grounds for the search warrant. So for example, you know, if, if the police were looking for a warrant for my house and they said, hey, we've seen... You know, on a video, uh, he's got 
something that resembles an MP5. And they left out, for example, that right now this thing... There was a battery hanging off of it, yeah. A dangling wire with a battery, which kind of suggests maybe this is an Airsoft MP5 and not a real one. And they chose to leave that out on the information to obtain. That would be a bit of a big deal. So the police are, are required to sort of... But sometimes these things can happen where they just don't know. Like they might well, be that, missing yeah. that information. That brings up my next question. Did they, should they have, were they required to, I'm not sure how to phrase it correctly, Ian, but should they have or or, or, or would they have been required to, okay, they knew that he was a firearms dealer, obviously. He was importing things. But yeah. was there an obligation to look into what type of licenses he had ahead of time and then figure out what he was allowed to own and keep in his home and import before they got that warrant and conducted the raid? They really ought to have. I mean, that seems like a thing that I'd want to put on a, you know, if I was a police officer, that's something I'd want to include. Like we checked and this guy's got a license to, because at the end of the day, right, you want to avoid going through and raiding somebody for no reason. Like, hey, we raided this set of, you know, this film and we seized a whole bunch of prohibited firearms, which, oh, right, they're allowed to, you know, to have those. That would be kind of embarrassing. This is a pretty basic step and it's one that they've always taken in my experience. Like, typically, you know, if they're saying... And often this is coming up in the context of like a gang member. You know, it's like we see this guy is posting on Facebook with this handgun. You know, because he's posted pictures that show these angles, we're pretty sure it's not airsoft. You know, we've also run his name and he doesn't have a firearms license. So we're pretty sure he's got this handgun and he's not entitled to have it. So it should go the other way. We re- we checked his background. He has a theatrical armor's license given to him by exactly. the chief firearms office. That theatrical armor's license says he's allowed to have these prohibited items. Yeah, and it would surprise me if they didn't run those checks. Like that would be a fundamental screw up, right? I mean, that's something you'd want to check. But if they did run those checks and they left it out of the information to obtain, that could be a big deal. Uh, That's the sort of thing where if I was running the file, I'd be saying, you knew that and you left it out of the information to obtain. That might throw out the whole search warrant because your information to obtain was obtained through an improper process. So if the search warrant is out, everything obtained during that warrant is also thrown out. Mm-hmm. Most likely. In Canada, it's actually a weird process. Like in the States, they sort of go from your rights were violated, therefore the evidence is automatically out. Canada's got a second step, which is if the infer- you know if this things obtained by it would uh, throw the administration of justice into disrepute, then they can be excluded. So there's a the court has to decide whether or not things can be excluded. And sometimes things are included, notwithstanding the fact that they were obtained in violation of your rights. Uh, This is particularly true where the violation might be fairly technical. Um, Sometimes, you know, they'll say, okay, well, yeah, technically you screwed up, but it doesn't matter. Um, So you can get things like, you know, the police officers searched, but, you know, 
they thought they had grounds and it turns out they didn't, but they were acting in good faith. So maybe we're going to allow it. But there's a whole lot of factors here that would suggest less likely. And the big one that suggests less likely to be obtained is the fact that it's a, it appears to be his dwelling house. Mm. Uh, the courts put a lot of value on your dwelling house as opposed to, for instance, your business. Or let's say he had a storage locker and that was what they searched. The courts are going to say you have a lesser expectation of privacy with respect to the contents of your storage locker. And it's also less of a big deal to have police officers tramping through your storage locker than it is for them to be going through your bedroom, right? Because the stuff we keep in a house tends to be fairly personal. You know, if they're going through your medicine cabinet, they may now know what medical diagnoses you have. You know, if they're going through all sorts of things, right? What books you read, what we can go on in terms of, you know, what things they might find on his computer, right? A lot of people, if they've got their computer, they're using it for leisure activities as well as, you know, business activities. That's a very invasive kind of search. It's very, you know, most people would be kind of upset if, you know, let's say you're having a party and somebody sort of sneaks away from the party to go check your browser history. That would be a thing where it's like, hi, um, you've done that. You're no longer welcome at my house. Get out, you know. So I think the court would be inclined to throw out the evidence. And then once that evidence goes out, the Crown is then saying, we think he, you know, had was importing these illegal devices that we're not allowed to mention any further. <laughs> like, that are out of evidence. That's the end of the case, if they exclude the evidence. I just so. wish it was as cut and dry as he's got a license to own them, so all this needs to go away now. And that may well be the case. If he's got a license to own and import them, like, if he's entitled to do that, then... I think that would probably be the end of that. Yeah, if you're 20 cent, 20, 21st Century Fox and you roll into Halifax and need AK-47s or M-16s or whatever for a movie, yeah. he's the guy you call. Well, and that's the thing is if, you know, if they raided my house and said, hey, you know, you've got this pistol, we're charging you with having a restricted firearm without a license, and I walk into court and, like, here's my valid license, that should here. pretty much, you know, flatten the case. It's like, yeah. we're done here. So, again, if he's got a license and if it's all above board, then he should be fine. But it's, I don't know. I mean, without seeing the disclosure, this is sort of wild speculation because okay. this is very early in the game. I don't even know if he'll have his disclosure yet. But, uh, I mean, it's always an interesting business, too, because the the whole, you know, firearm for the movie industry thing because some of the stuff those guys have would uh, shock the sort of average person who doesn't think about it. Like where do they think these movies come from? Right. They see films made in Toronto or Vancouver with yeah. the latest, greatest weaponry. It was either already here or somebody brought it in. Like it's not CGI. Where do you think it comes from? Somebody out there has it stored away yeah. and the government knows about it and has given them permission to have it. Well, and the other thing is, so far as I'm aware, there hasn't been any incidents with respect to that. I mean, people, these things aren't ending up on the street. They're not uh, being misused. You know, I've never heard of somebody taking the minigun that they use for filming something and going on a rampage with it. It just doesn't happen. No, that's uh, right. So, 
you know, when people say there's no reason to own these things, it's like, well, actually, clearly there's at least one reason. Like, why do you need to own an AK-47? Well, because that's what we film movies with when they involve AK-47s. Like, yep. that is a reason. Also, just because I should be allowed to. That's my <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's... I uh, I get tired of a lot of those sort of arguments. Yeah, no, I'm well beyond tired of it. It's uh, You get anymore. tired of arguing your knowledge against somebody else's ignorance, and especially when the argument is, I don't understand this issue, so therefore you're wrong. It's like, yep. well, no, therefore you should understand the issue and then come back and talk to me when you do. I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard it put that way before, and of course, coming from you, it makes sense. My knowledge versus your ignorance is such a great, way to phrase it because that's 90 i mean that's the argument a lot of the time is just i don't understand this issue therefore you're wrong and those are two different things it's like Mm -hmm. i don't understand this issue but i think we should do this and this and this that's the other one i run into i don't really know what's going on but i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to have these and i don't think you know people really shouldn't have these either and these should be outright banned and i think people should it, unless they get licensed and uh, and get a test, <laughs> yeah. then they should be allowed Even to have worse, it. Yeah. Well, uh, and well. I mean, it's just this weird idea that there's some level of being dumb that makes you right. Yep. How yeah, dumb also, do you have to be before you become correct by presumption? Yeah, like, and, and fear is turned into virtue nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, well, before we wrap up, Ian, any final thoughts on this? I mean, right now, uh, I'd love to have some definite answers, but it's just, this is going to be one of those fuzzy scenarios. And, you know, my hope is that it'll turn out that this guy sort of, that there was an error or something along those lines and that they clear him. But I mean, if he, if he was engaged in some sort of bad actions, then we'll see that too. It'll all sort of come out over time. But, uh, the fact that they haven't charged him yet is kind of heartening because it suggests that, Mm. uh, you know, it suggests that it certainly isn't cut and dry the other way, right? It is, Mm -hmm. uh, if it was, he'd be charged. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you get situations sometimes where people have engaged in bad acts, you know, sometimes people send things across, you know, they say this is a grandfather clock and it turns out it is a grandfather clock, but it's also stuffed with three kilograms of cocaine, you know, stuff like that where it's like, you know, clear bad actor. Yeah. But this doesn't feel like a bad actor sort of situation because it just makes no sense. Um, but to me, it know. feels like the exporter dropped the ball and didn't pin the mags like they were supposed to, and now it's fallen on his plate because some overzealous CBSA agents like, we need to make a capital case of this. Well, and I also wonder about the, uh, you know, the valuations because typically... And I don't, you know, I've never run a business that it does imports and so forth. But when I buy something online, typically the valuation of yeah. something that's sent to me is done by the guy sending it to me. Right. Yeah. It's not done by me receiving the package. So if they undervalued the product, again, that's the problem on their end. It yeah. might be the other guy, you know, the other guy. And so, you know, maybe he had a responsibility to correct that. But how can he correct that when the shipment was seized? See, that's right. So, you know, that seems to me to be a thing where maybe they should, you know, send it back or say, hey, you owe us some customs because, you know, these things were supposed to have duties on them. And, you know, but yeah, this one doesn't feel to me like this is a bad guy. 
it feels to me like this is a guy who is maybe getting screwed, but we'll see. Yeah, very good. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ian. That was uh, informative. Well, and, always uh, a pleasure. And uh, yeah, it's uh, and I want to thank you guys for bringing that case to my attention because you guys, I think, were the only people who sent it to me. But it's a really fascinating case, and I may try to find out some more details to do a sort of a lengthier video on at some point. That'd be great. But it's, let me know uh, if you want to speak with them, and uh, I can make that happen. Yeah, I I may well take you up on that because. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, it's, I'm sure that if they do chart, I mean, the other thing to think about here is that if they charge him, uh, the first thing that's going to happen is he's going to have a bail hearing. Yep. And what they're going to do in that bail hearing is they're almost certainly going to impose a condition that says you shall not possess any firearms, restricted ammunition, prohibited ammunition, restricted weapons, prohibited weapons, prohibited devices. And you know, if your business is firearms and your primary hobby is IPSC, that's basically, we are banning you from everything you do to make a living and also everything you do to entertain yourself. <laughs> like, you know, that's one hell of a, uh, you know, one hell of a thing to land on your lap, right? So um, if I was him and if I was his lawyer, I'd probably say you should maybe look into having a contingency plan here for if they charge you, can somebody else run your business? You know, with you not being anywhere near it, not having any, you know, possession or control here because, you know, otherwise they're going to want him to turn in all of his firearms. And, you know, if you're running a gun store, turn in all of your guns is basically like rent a truck. You know, yep. it's not like drive over there. It's a big deal. Yeah. Doesn't. So yeah. I hope they don't blow up this guy's life. I hope it sort of blows over. But do you not think that with them publishing all that information, there was a lot of information, and there was a lot of, as Adriel said, insider information that was published in that article. Like they were saying that he was so my issue with the article was they were saying, well, he's legally able to actually have this if it was unpinned, but they're pinned. So there's a lot of misleading information that's in there as well. Yeah, and this is very common with media reports because media will go and get a fair bit of you know information from various sources. Uh, and it's not clear necessarily who their sources are here, but uh, because they do seem to have a fair bit of knowledge of what yeah. was going on. It's yeah. uh, somebody who's dishing a fair amount of knowledge. And I don't think it was... You know, I don't think it was Freedom Ventures here talking to them because no. this the source of this insider information appears to be from within the CBSA or the yeah. police. Yeah. That's really the, uh, the likely sort of outcomes here. But they often, for instance, will get charges wrong. They'll get details wrong. And it's not because they mean to screw up. Like the media isn't, people assume that the media is sort of involved in a conspiratorial kind of thing. And most people in the media that I talk to would really take issue with that. They're not meaning to get things wrong, but there's only so many things that they can understand. Like if you're a newspaper reporter, you're expected to be able to comment intelligently on everything that happens in the world. And so when you start getting into in-depth knowledge of criminal processes, of firearm issues, of this kind of thing, often their knowledge starts to flag and they start to make mistakes. So 
I will tell you that I've had criminal cases. Uh, one of my cases made the news. And they didn't report my name, which I always appreciate because I try to stay out of the news as much as I can. But I was reading this case and I was going, wow, this is a weird case. And then they mentioned the accused name. And I went, wait a minute, this is my case. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't recognize it from the facts because they got it so So badly wrong. wrong. I was just like, I can't recognize my own cases when the media reports on them. And sometimes they get them way right. There's some reporters out there who, you know, on terms of legal justice issues and so forth, do a really good job. But, you know, you see things where they'll say things like, you know, he was found with automatic firearms. And, you know, an automatic firearm can shoot at whatever rate. And you're looking at it and it's like, well, it's a 30 clips per second. And you go, (laughs) maybe not so much. Or, you know, there was one where they found a 50 caliber rifle. This was a news article, I remember. And they're talking about, you know, how these things are used to shoot down planes and whatever else. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Well, can you guess what this 50 caliber rifle was? Muzzle loader, in line. (laughs) Absolutely. If you said black powder (laughs) muzzle loader, you are exactly correct. You know, and, you know, we're not talking shooting down planes here. We're talking the redcoats are coming. (laughs) So, you know. Well, that's kind of dangerous too, you know. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's people, you know, they're, they were, calling it you know 50 bmg and there's the picture of the thing and it's clearly a muzzle loader it's like you guys don't know what you're talking about you're doing some internet research so i'm always cautious about extrapolating too much from media reports because parts of them might just be wildly crazy bs but it, but the problem is it's very highly influential right it oh for sure yeah so this guy is going to be labeled Absolutely. And not and not only by people who are non-gun owners, but even by people who are gun owners as well. Or people, he owns a shop. He owns a retailer, a re- retail establishment, right? So now his name is in the news and it's going to influence whether people actually patronize the shop or not. Oh, well, I mean, sure. one of the things that really comes up is, you know, you, uh, whenever you get a criminal charge, if it makes the news, yeah. anytime somebody searches your name going forward, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be up there. So you get people who are accused of serious crimes and, you know, let's say you're... Uh, but he hasn't been charged. Yeah. And no, I people, mean, are, people are judgy judgy. We know that. Oh, yeah. He's being convicted <laughs> in the court of public opinion already. Like yeah. gun owners of uh, who know that uh, we're part of the same Ipsic community started sending me messages the second the story hit, right? Like, is everybody... Anyway... Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it can be really destructive, especially for a business, because you might be saying, hey, I want to go into business with this guy. You know, maybe I want to start selling stuff to him. And then you Google him and you look him up on, you know, online. You go, you know what? Maybe not. Like, maybe I just don't, uh, maybe I just don't trust this guy or I don't want to be involved in that. You know, it takes very little to cost you a sale. And if you're talking about wholesale things, you know, this can be a $50,000 deal that gets blown by some old news article. Uh, I've had clients who changed their name after they were acquitted of charges because they beat the charges, but anytime they go for work, somebody goes and searches their name and says, I'm not hiring you. 
Are there any circumstances in which he has legal recourse against the author of this article if it's like he knew information that he chose to leave out you know that, that goes into defamation law which isn't really my thing and is very complicated but i will say that newspapers tend to be very good and i didn't see anything here that sort of strikes me as actionable although again i'm not an expert but you know if you've got people writing news articles and they're doing it in any sort of professional capacity they tend to be fairly good at knowing where the defamation line is Mm-hmm. And so and they, they were pushing it in that article. Let's be real. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, they'll do things like report accurately that allegations have been made. And so, you know, you can say, hey, so and so is alleged, you know, has been charged with or is believed by the police to be involved in X. And that's an accurate statement. And it tends to be very difficult to sort of proceed with, you know, as a defamation claim. Because, and the media is given a fair bit of latitude in that because they're sort of expected to report on things like people being charged with an offense. Mm-hmm. You know, if we think of uh, Mr. Bissonnette just got, uh, you know, was just in the court of appeal there in Quebec. But let's say he'd been acquitted at trial. Let's say at the end of the day, uh, you know, they found that it was someone else who had done it. The newspapers, you know, would not have been in a lot of trouble for reporting that he was the guy arrested and charged for it, even if ultimately he was acquitted. Because but you got to, yeah, the fact was he was arrested and charged. Doesn't yeah, mean but I he, mean, yeah, you know, if it was like if you were innocent and the police arrested you on the suspicion that you were involved in a crime like that, I mean, good luck getting a job interview after that, mm-hmm. right? So. I don't think he's going to, I don't think it's likely that he's going to be able to pursue the, uh, the news here. And thankfully this article is actually fairly, it's fairly gentle as far as news articles go. Um, it says he's suspected of these things. It, you know, it notes some things that are in the information to obtain, but it doesn't go so far as anything else. And it is actually possible that all of this might have just been obtained from the ITO, the information to obtain. But I suspect that they probably got some additional stuff from the police or the CBSA in terms of the too. reporter. Yeah. But they don't name a source, so it might just be the it's hard to say. Mm. So Awesome. Well, uh, if you uh, if you find some information about it, I guess we'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing that video. So, uh, where would that video show up then? Where do people find your stuff? Uh, go on YouTube and search for Runkle of the Bailey. Um, I think I'm, well, I am now the top search if you just search for Runkle of the Bailey. You're no longer a hat. Uh, yeah, when I started out, the top searches for Runkle of the Bailey were um, one hat store and then another hat store and then me. And now it looks like it's my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, uh, my Twitter, um, a Reddit post, and it's way down there before the hats start showing you up. Crush, you crush those hat stores to hell with them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? People are probably visiting those hat stores just because of you. So, you know, what? you should actually contact <laughs> them, say, be a sponsor. I will throw, you know, you get a hat and you get Where's a hat. Where's Ian? Where's Ian at this hat store? I thought this was Ian's place. <laughs> I actually looked into the hats and I was You need like, to wear one I in one of your videos. One? Yeah. But I don't really like how they look. And oh. I'm, a, I'm a guy oh, who's on. been known to wear hats. Yeah. And 
the reviews on them were not good. So I didn't buy one of those. I was tempted. But uh, yeah, maybe I should contact them and just be like, hey, I could totally wear your hat on one of my videos. (laughs) But then I become that guy. And uh, Hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's true. All right. (laughs) Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> apparently kelly in. is done with this <laughs> she's subtle ian we know yeah. all right ian get out of here yeah, thanks <laughs> and i don't normally use zoom so i'm just trying to figure out the leave <laughs> oh don't worry adriel okay. don't worry we'll get covered. <laughs> all right yeah thanks, ian. we'll uh thanks, we'll stay in touch about this ian yeah yeah and let me know uh you know let me know about getting me in contact with the guy because i'd love to talk to him a bit and get some of his perspective on things sounds good because uh my suspicion is that he's being screwed on this one and yeah that always upsets me yeah yeah Yeah. i think you're right all right all right thanks ian thanks ian bye ian see he has a lot more viewers and listeners than we do now so we have good yeah i wonder why do you think he just cuts his guests off and says, all right, that's it. <laughs> Beat it. He doesn't have guests. That's, that's, can't leave. even help herself. I, yeah. Like, hello. There's one thing when you do it to us, like when you're over the conversation, you drop those little nuances in your speech patterns that you do that you're tired of listening you, to. You, you, all right. you know what okay, they are. Then. I sure do. All, yeah, all, I bring them out of you. All right is where I'm at. So you know what, Trevor? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Adriel, let's go. <laughs> it's fine when you do it to me. Uh, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good guest policy, though. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to listener feedback. <laughs> listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who offers specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, sear coating, as well as wood refinishing, metal refinishing, and yard refinishing. Check no, he doesn't online, do yard refinishing. Online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, throws, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. He throws those things in to see if we He's also on to. Facebook, yeah. and uh, he's on Instagram as one of those Instagram models. So check him out at Armory DC Gunsmith on Instagram. Also not an Instagram model, but this is this is fun. We're having fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook, uh, Merrick was mentioning that CPSA is also seizing folding knives that are legal. So that's yeah. another thing that's happening. Hey. Yep. Uh, so- actually, Ian's got a video on the folding knife thing. He was mentioning that you can find uh, knives that are that fit the definition of illegal at like Home Depot and like Home yeah, Hardware. Yeah. The, yeah, you can. The Calgary Shooting Center commented on our. I was just going to mention that. <laughs> so we got an order from, from some guy named Gallon. You don't need to sanitize it first. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. I'm just wondering what type of order it is. I don't think Calgary Shooting Center carries that stuff. Or maybe they do. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Blocks. Nice snore. Uh, emails. <laughs> on to the emails. Uh, I'll I, take... I think we're good with the first one, right? We already actually talked yeah, about it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Never mind. It was a uh, it was an email from uh, Sean over at Marginet Marginet Metalworks. Yeah, yeah. My, so, is it French? And I just like oh, I, it, see, it's gonna hurt. French. It's gonna hurt. Anyways, uh, so Sh- Sean actually did bring up the whole thing about the importer is supposed to actually, sort the exporter, sorry, is supposed to actually declare the value. He says he does it with his business, or sorry, when he imports stuff. 
the exporter has to declare the value. It's not the importer's responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, like, Good to know. Again, he's getting screwed. Yeah, this sounds Saying. very much like the company over there has landed dropped, Sean in a lot of hot water. They dropped the ball a little bit, right? Because some of the magazines, most of but the magazines. But if they would just step most, up. Canada, CBSA has no clout anywhere outside of Canada. Like, they're not going to fly over there, take these guys to Canada, and charge them. Like, it's not going to happen. Good luck. No. So, if these guys just, just send some kind of official correspondence to Sean's lawyer or to the prosecutor or the CBSA, it says, Yep, yeah, we fucked up. We were supposed to, uh, we know we we're supposed to pin those magazines. As a matter of fact, the last three shipments we sent to Canada, we pinned the magazines. You know, here's the proof of it. And, uh, yeah, the guy who declared the value on those guys. Well, you know what I mean? Like, these guys uh-huh. need to need to go to bat. Yeah. But I don't think, anyways, they're going to say, the proof of the proof of the proof. And this is the proof. It'll happen. Yeah. All right. On to listener feedback. Uh, I'll take this one from Chris W. It says, mad, sad, both. Hello, and here's why. I think I heard Kelly say that she offered shooting as an auction item for United Way. Am yeah, I, before, uh, before you go any further, by the way. It closed today, the auction. I got the most money for the United Way for that auction. So 250 bucks was what somebody bid on going to the range with me. Giddy 200, up. 250 bucks is going towards helping some kid. So just saying. All right, but they're go. also spent $250 to hang out with you for the day. That's correct. But I know who oh. it is, and him and his wife are coming to hang out with me. So it's cool. Cool. All right. Uh, at my workplace, they also run United Way campaign and ask for ideas. So I offered two hours of shooting various firearms with guns and ammo supplied, no license required. My offer was declined. Reason could be seen as potentially contentious offering. Uh, the initial yeah. reaction from some folks who knew about my idea was that it would attract a lot of bids. I agree. Their loss. Now I know of a different offer four hours of salmon fishing on Lake Ontario. Tabs of fun. I responded to the decline that I understand it's okay to kill or torture, catch and release <laughs> animals. You. That's fishing. the argument I would make. Yep, good. Uh, but punching holes in paper is unacceptable. But what bothers me is the most is that if organizers decide for everyone, uh, if you don't like it, don't bid. But let everyone else do what they want. Happy right. US Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday. I mean, like we shoot three gun competitions to raise money for like. Uh, kids' hospitals, and uh, Kelly is raising money, spending you know, having people spend time with her for you know, way like that. It's it is a like the thing I think that uh, a lot of organizers think is that they'll turn their nose up, but they won't. It's like it's money. They, they, as yeah. long as the color is green, they don't really care where it's coming from uh, because their job is to raise money for like worthy means. And and if it comes yeah. from people shooting guns and that kind of thing, like who cares? Yeah. And again, it was the most bid on item, right? So Chris, you're absolutely right. Take it to them for next year. I put it in every single year, gets the most money, but not only that, like this year they had like the person running it had a question about it because she was a different person. They're going, are you using our range and is it going to make us liable? I said, no, I'm going to go and do it and I'm, you know, my own club and I carry insurance with me. So don't worry about it. And she's going, okay, giddy up. That's super, like, re- super reasonable task. And yeah. uh, they cleared it up. Sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah. If you need any help, Chris, let me know, and I'll you know just contact me, and and I'll help you with that too. But anybody else that wants to do it, do it. And one, it's actually exposing um, more people to the uh, possibility of actually going out and shooting, 
and two, it's helping your community. And three, you know what? You're absolutely right, Chris. It would have actually gotten a lot of bits and a lot of people talking about it. And that's not a bad thing, right? Well, there's uh, there's a uh, thing that should be happening, and that's normal normalizing this stuff. Exactly. So, like having it as as like a work fundraiser thing, fantastic for normalizing this kind of thing. Yeah. Normalizing what we'd otherwise do in secret at the gun range, <laughs> and post about on Facebook and that kind of thing. Uh, if you'd like to send an email to the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Patreon yeah. supporters, we have a new Patreoni. I think we do. We yep. Do. William S. We, yeah, William for five bucks. Hey, I by the way, his his address is in our emails. So okay. You know. Okay, good. I should do that. I should yeah, mail him some some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Patreon supporters, you should have received patches in the mail. If you haven't uh, received patches and you're a Patreon supporter, uh, find me on Facebook and like bug me, and I will put put one in the mail for you. I'm gonna go to the mail today. Uh, you can also help out the show by going to patreon.com slash slamfire radio. Uh, and as well, if you go to the website, there's like a support the show and there's like a link that you can click on to go to Cabela's. So if you're going to buy some of that crazy stuff, do that first. And then Cabela's will be like, Oh, Slamfire sent these guys. We'll send them, uh, some like spare. We should, we found we should in our get pockets. A, we should get a plaque. A plaque from Cabela's. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for your support. Yay, you're one of our, one of our Thanks major... for selling so many axes. Exactly. <laughs> you guys get the, every 10, we give one away for free. If, I, if we like sell 10 axes, we get one for free. I think that, that that should be a thing. That should be a thing. I think that it should be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout outs, Trevor? Nah, man. Kelly? Yeah, I actually do. I want to give a shout out to Coat of Arms. They sent me some stuff, and they actually sent me a lot of stuff. So next week, I'm going to be wearing my co- – I'm sorry. It goes against one of our – like, they have – Coat of Arms has coffee, and they have a lot of swag around that coffee. So they sent me that stuff, too. So I'll wear that next week, but it's not our coffee company that sponsors us. It's not, you know, but – They got coffee because they're Code O Farms. If you read the T-shirt from the front there, it's Code O Farms. It's yeah. not Code O Farms. Anyways, this T-shirt is the T-shirt. It, so if you go to the Code of Arms right now, they're actually having uh, a Black Friday or the Black Friday, yeah, Black Friday yeah. sale. Mm-hmm. It's all on the coffee stuff too, but also on this T-shirt. This T-shirt is the Integrity March T-shirt. So it's cool. the one where a portion of the proceeds goes towards the CCFR. This T-shirt was given to me by my barber because I'm a mooch. Let me see this. What is it? That? Girlfriends come go. Your barber is forever. What's your barber's uh, name again? Your Chubby. barber is your barber is not forever. Uh, you get to this point, you don't do a barber. Okay, thing. I do have Somebody's to. Ask, gotta get it there. I gotta actually ask this because take off your hat. You know I'm bald. <laughs> you know. I, have, I have hair on the sides. I have to shave it. I shave it down to the skin. Well, I don't. Okay. Chubby does. Well. <laughs> I go and listen, man. It's like a date. Like he does everything. It's date does night. The, well, no, but he does the hot shave with the uh, hot towels on my face, and he does the Turkish thing where he lights the my ear hair on fire. Uh, that's what you're going for. Yeah, man. It's the whole. Uh, I go pamper myself. You know, the ear on fire is the old man thing, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you can braid your ear. I wasn't burning ear ear hair when I was eighteen. Wasn't a thing. Yeah, you mean your old man. All right, we're almost done. No more ear hair burning talk. <laughs> <laughs> the the chick on the show who's the oldest in the room is talking hey. to me about being a- Hey. I know. 
Sean Sean was mentioning his last name is Belton. If we have, yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that's the same thing as they French. speak French. Yeah, that's cool. French. So that's French yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, I got no shoutouts because I haven't really done much. Uh, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Join the CCFR. And we'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.